Hey, what's up? It's Laura Landers, and you are listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about making big life decisions, and that requires a lot of wisdom. This is something kind of like a Pinterest board, where you pin something to look back at it later. If you end up ever looking back at your pins on Pinterest later, this is one of those things that you should keep in your back pocket because when making a big life decision, you're usually not preparing for it. And when it happens, it happens fast. And so to have something kind of bookmarked, literally bookmarked, either on wherever you're listening, or if you just have it in the back of your mind, you're going to help yourself during times of speed, for lack of better words, during times of need. There you go. There's your Dr. Seuss moment for you. So making big life decisions requires prayer and honestly, a lot of wisdom, almost consistency, which is a little ironic because big life decisions usually aren't consistent if you think about it. You're not making a big life decision to change careers once a year. You're doing that maybe two, three, four times in your lifetime. So being consistent, I say that because being consistent in the way that you think is really important when making big life decisions. So if you're somebody who verbally processes things, it's going to be really helpful to verbally process a big life decision. And knowing yourself, which we actually talk about a few times on this podcast, either with communications or relationships, knowing yourself is a really big part of this. And I harp on that issue, if you will. I call it an issue Um, because it was hard for me to do it for a really long time, even though I feel like I know myself very well and very in tune with my body. But for some reason, I could never really pinpoint how I thought or how I functioned or how I got through situations. So knowing yourself is really key. Um, So let's start off with my first point. We're going to jump right into making big life decisions. Firstly, we're in 2021 and we still are in a pandemic. If we're listening to this podcast when the pandemic is over, this part is probably not necessary. But making a big life decision in the pandemic is either brought on, and here's my first point to this, it's either brought on by force or a decision. So knowing what's happening in your life, whether it's your big life decision is based off of force or decision is going to change the way you figure out your big life decision. So for instance, here's an example of something that Jordan and I just went through. We went to Dallas on our vacation. Um, We drove down to see family and it was a really good trip. We were there for almost two weeks and What I loved about it was that was the first time that we got out of our apartment being in L.A. Now, Jordan does go to work, but essentially I have not gone anywhere for months as many people. So when we drove down to Dallas, it was liberating. There was so much freedom. It was really great to see family nonetheless. So we weren't even just going somewhere where we didn't know people. We were actually seeing our family. So we were getting filled up with our family quota and It was an amazing trip. Now, we don't necessarily want to move back to Dallas 
Um, Dallas isn't really where we were both born and raised there. Our, both of our families are there. We feel like we function better from a distance with our family. We love our family, but we're just one of those people. If you're one of those people, give me a holler because I bet you completely understand. There's nothing but love for your family. You just do a little bit better from a distance. So we know that we didn't really want to move back to Dallas, but once we road tripped, by the way, it was 22 hour road trip. It was insane. When we road tripped back, I really haven't had this feeling in probably seven years when I first moved back, sorry, when I first moved to LA from Dallas. And it was the, the, I, I like the, I want to be back in Dallas. I want to raise a family there with family and I don't want to live in LA anymore. Now, mind you, I don't say this to toot my own horn, which is kind of funny, um, but I've been hustling my ass off like all of 2020, like hustling more than anyone I know. Um, and that's a complete 180 from 2019 where I was like working one job that I liked, um, but wasn't really doing much. And then come 2020, the pandemic hit. It was revolutionary for me in a really good way, in every way. And I found myself hustling like no one's business. I started so many, I started the podcast and I've just found reasons to be joyful in 2020 relating to my career. And these were all things that I loved hustling. I loved doing it. And then we went on the vacation and we came back and I had lost all motivation, which is funny because I love the podcast and I love doing my Instagram and I love building my community on there and I love doing my blog and I love, you know, I just love all of it. And I enjoy doing um, work for my clients, which is, you know, my, I would say my time is equally split, if you will, with all of my clients that I have, which I actually just added another one, um, which if you didn't know what I do, not, this isn't what I want to do forever, but I am enjoying doing it now. I'm social media managing and digitally marketing and handling um, small businesses, mainly online. Um, so I help people do that. And then I'm doing my own career and I'm trying to make my own career happen. And there's a story to all, or a point to all this, I promise. And so getting back into the swing of all of the hustle was so hard, which is so weird because I loved it. And I told Jordan, we need to move. This is like, I didn't say this was a sign, but I was basically like, I've never wanted to leave LA. I love LA so much, like so much. The people are amazing. There's like so many things to weigh out. And so when making a big life decision, is it by force? Or is it by decision? I think that's the first thing we need to make sure we know. Now, it may seem simple, but if you want something bad enough, your mind tricks you into thinking that it's by force. So weirdly enough, during all of this, I kept telling myself, I have to move. I have no motivation. It's so expensive. We have insane financial goals that we want to reach that we can't reach in LA. We can do it way better if we move somewhere cheaper. Let's move to more nature. Jordan thrives in nature. I want to give him that. You know, all of these things. And I'm not saying we'll stay in LA forever. Um, but we had no pull to leave 
other than the fact that I wanted more. And I thought that I, me wanting more meant it was forced. Like I'm forced to leave because I need more. And when you boil it down, it really was just a decision based big life change that I could have made. It would have just been a decision I decided to make. It wasn't like I got a new job and someone's asking me to move. That's by force. Now, that's a decision you have to make, but there's something timely and pressing about getting offered a job somewhere else and having to move or um, your current job it's like the worst toxic environment ever and you need to leave ASAP or you will literally be in danger. That's a forced decision that you don't get to necessarily make. It was brought upon you and you need to do what's best. Uh, Moving just because I want to reach financial goals, that's just a pure-based decision. So knowing that is a really good way to start off making a big life decision. Now, being in the pandemic, that is a fine line between being forced to move, which some people may need to move because of money, um, whatever. (sighs) There's so much that goes into it. I don't even really want to open the door, but that is one of the reasons. Um, But making a decision in the pandemic can either come from force or it can come from dissatisfaction, being impatient, feeling cabin fever, and all of these things that I talk about are so simple, but yet almost common sense. But when you're living in them, they're so consuming. They consume your every thought and you just need to get out. Um, So I challenge you to be rational in those decisions if you feel that and really decide if it's just cabin fever or if you're in a horrible living situation where you need to get out. So the second thing I want to talk about is seeking wise counsel. So seeking wise counsel is a really important thing to do, but you need to make sure that you're doing it wisely. So I'm sure we all have a handful of people in our lives that can speak truth into whatever situation we're in. You know, whether we have a a best friend falling out and you need to talk to someone about that and how to handle it. or There's so many situations where you need to talk with someone on how to handle a situation. Depending on what big life decision you're making will depend on who you talk to. So it's really great to have people. And if you don't have these people, I urge you to find it and start just by praying. Ask God to reveal those people to you and bring those people into your life because he will. That's like part of God's design is to allow you to have trustworthy people in your life. And if you don't have those people, comment or reach out to me because I'll, I'll, be, I'll be that person for you. So basically, depending on what big life decision you're making is what or is who the kind of person you need to be talking to. So for example, if I wanted to move back to Dallas or I was thinking about moving back to Dallas, let's say Jordan and I are pregnant, which we're not, but if we were, then, you know, if I talk to my mom, 
or dad about moving back to Dallas, they would say, yes, you should move back to Dallas because of course they're going to want to be around the baby and be around us. And that is just something that's almost is biased. It's actually biased completely. So I would not talk to them about moving back to Dallas until I knew I was moving back to Dallas. Um, You just need to know the kind of people that you need to talk to based off of what the big decision in your life is going to be. So something I liked, a little rule I like to live by is, and this is something I like, I used to have written down on my desk um, in my young 20s when I was going through constant big life decisions. I mean, like constant. I feel like a, your your 20s are just like huge big life decisions 24-7. <laughs> Like I got engaged to a guy who was bipolar and was honestly crazy and therefore he made me feel crazy, but I wasn't, I'm just strong and he couldn't take me. Um, And so (laughs) thank God for Jordan. But during those times I would reach out to people I didn't think um, would give me the best advice because I didn't know them for very long. And then the people that would um, speak into my life that spoke truth into my life that I've known like in college, I've known for years, they would give me advice that I did not want to hear. And so I would push them away. And if I would have just listened to that and prayed on the advice that I didn't like, I could have saved myself so much heartache. I mean, nonetheless, I'm glad that I went through everything I went through because I came out on the other end great. But, and I learned a lot and I, I love experiencing everything in life, good or bad, but I could have avoided a lot of pain and time. So the thing that I usually have written down or I did when I was younger have written down on my desk was that, um, It's better to have people that will, what is the quote? I'm so sorry. There we go. It's better to have people counseling you through love than counseling you through bias. So counseling somebody through love means that they love you enough to help you make a decision that's going to better you no matter what. That is love. So And that is a fraction of love. And that is so crucial. So if you know that there is someone in your life that is not going to give you the advice you need because they're going to be a little bit biased, they don't want you to move, they don't want you to leave, they don't want you to start that new career because they're a little bit jealous of you and they wanted to do the same thing, but you're doing it first or you are prettier than them or you're skinnier than... It's... It's... I actually just posted something on Instagram today on the pot on the podcast Instagram that it was this little fortune cookie and it says something like a pure heart will determine your pure motives and the only way to have pure motivation is by having a pure heart and how do you have a pure heart you pray you read the word and you seek what God usually says about people, about things, how Jesus is constantly encouraging and 
then you find that pure motivation is not easy to do naturally, but when you finally get in the rhythm of having pure motivation, you don't do anything out of manipulation. You don't do anything out of um, just selfishness. There's no selfishness involved. Um, and you're doing things just to help people. And that's really crucial, um, especially when someone asks you to do something or someone asks you for wise counsel. Those are the people you want to have on your team, on your side, in your corner, because they will give you the best advice for a big life decision. So, man, I am so thankful for those people that I have in my life. I wish that for you, too. If you have wise counsel, that will help you. Now, here is my one caveat to that. My one thing. Specifically talking about entrepreneurship or building your own business or changing your career or doing a passion project. If you ask the people you love what they think about it, they may not understand it and therefore they may not celebrate you the, the way that you want and they may not tell you that you should go for it because they think that you may lose all your money, you're taking too big of a risk, blah, 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 blah. That is the one caveat I have about seeking out wise counsel. So that's why there are career life coaches. That's why I'm not one of those. I just... Um, think those people are really, really, really helpful. Um, I have friends who are in branding, so I would ask them about branding. And then I would ask my friends who don't know anything about branding what my brand should be, and they gave me stuff that did not help whatsoever, like was completely off base, and I just did it out of social experimentation, but... I know that's a little bit of a, a bunny rabbit ear. Is that what they call it? A, a rabbit tail? Bunny hole? Dog ear? I like dog ear. We're going to like you know, a little dog ear on the... Okay, anyways. Moving on. <laughs> um, that's my one caveat to all of that is take two cents from people that you know don't have expertise in that. It's like asking for relationship advice from someone who's single. You just don't do it. I'm sorry, single people out there. You can you can give um, relationship advice, but you can't give marriage advice if you're single. You just can't unless you've been married and you've learned a thing or two. So moving on. The third thing I want to talk about when making a big life decision is do you feel called? So when you're talking about being called in the faith sense, that means God is calling you there. How do you know God is calling you there? Either he's talked to you about it in prayer, in a dream, whatever. Um, you've gotten confirmation about it from friends, family, other prayer warriors, um, your church, which is why it's so important to still be completely connected in church as much as you can be until the point of moving or whatever. I, I use moving as the big life decision because I think moving states or countries is the hardest the hardest thing because you're literally uprooting your entire life in every form to go somewhere else. Um, 
Another thing about feeling called is do you feel deep peace? So how do you feel deep peace? Um, uh, it's funny. I almost feel like this could be a whole other podcast talking about the peace from God because there's a difference, in my opinion, between feeling peace and feeling the deep peace from God. The, I mean, that's why they call Jesus the Prince of Peace. Um, it's literally like his name. So there is something supernatural that comes from having the peace of the Lord. So when making a big life decision, if you are not a Christian, then feeling, and this is no judgment here, if you're not a Christian, um, it's not that you cannot feel the deep peace of the Lord. You absolutely can. There's no, like, why not pray when making a big life decision, even if you're not a Christian? Why not? Why not try to get help from God, even if you don't believe him? But if you need the help, he's there. You know, I just, it's these things. It's funny how, I really want to get into this, but I I don't want to waste too much time on it. But I just find it funny how there's such um, pride in not talking to God if you're not a Christian. Because there's literally no, no harm in having a relationship with God. Anyways, so... If you are a Christian and you have the peace of the Lord, you will, how do you do that? You pray, um, you ask your friends to pray and you write a, be practical about it. Write a pro and cons list and figure out which one is better. And even if the pro list is shorter than the con list, that doesn't necessarily mean the weight of each item under each one of those lists is the same. So like when we were talking about moving at the beginning of the year, we're not, at least right now. Um, the main thing, the pros of LA were way shorter than the pros of living literally anywhere else. <laughs> so funny. But the weight of the people that live in LA, the weight of that pro is heavier than almost everything else on the list of anywhere else. Not that there's not going to be amazing people anywhere else we go, but that's just how incredible our community is here. And that almost matters more than anything else. So it's not about, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. <laughs> that's the truth. It's all about quality. So do you feel called? Do you feel the deep peace? That's the third thing. The fourth thing is take advice with a grain of salt. I've kind of already talked about this, but the reason I wanted to touch on it again is because if you don't take things with a grain of salt, let's say there is someone now, it almost seems so simple to be like, yeah, Laura, I, I take everything with a grain of salt. You say that until there's someone in your life that you value their opinion so much and you think they know every facet of your life that if they give you a no to whatever your big life decision is, and then you say, okay, if they said no, they know what's best for me. And sometimes that's maybe quite possibly true. But there is nothing that is better 
than getting the deep peace of the Lord on your decision. So advice from someone should not be your answer. Like it shouldn't. So here's here's an example. When Jordan and I were we were dating on and off. He's the only person I've ever dated on and off. Otherwise, I cut people out of my life. Um, when we started talking again for the last time before we like made it official, if you will, before he got hit on his motorcycle and basically movie momented in our, our entire life into marriage, um, I talked to my pastor She's an amazing woman at the time. Oh, she, at, now she's an amazing woman too. But at the time I talked to her, she was my pastor. I talked to her and I was uh, asked by Jordan if he could start introducing himself back into my life as a friend. And my heart was so wounded from our past relationship that I just don't, I couldn't come up with an answer and I wanted to give him an answer and a full seven days went by and it was just, I was obsessing over this and I just like, couldn't, couldn't answer it. I just like had no peace on saying, yes, you can introduce yourself back into my life as a friend. And I had no peace on saying no whatsoever. And so I asked, um, my pastor, Ashley at the time, I love you so much, Ashley, if you're listening and she said, why don't you just wait? Why do you need an answer? And I needed an answer for myself just because I was obsessing over it. But just because she said that, it's like, oh, I should just wait. I had so much peace on waiting. I didn't need to make that big life decision. I just didn't. My heart wanted to do it so I didn't have to obsess over it anymore. But there was nothing time related that made me need to say yes or no. There was nothing. So her just saying, why don't you wait? I felt like this boom, like, like cue. I don't, I, I'm not going to have the sound on the podcast, but cue that big, like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was very bad, but you're welcome. So just one of those moments, like where it just peace, like drops into your lap and like buoys up and you just feel so good. That was one of those moments. And Ever since then, I was like, wow, if Ashley gave me any other, because I was so desperate for an answer, if she gave me any other advice, I would have gone with it. Like no matter what she said, because at that time I was so desperate and I trusted her so much. And so I'm very thankful she was wise enough to say, why don't you wait? Because she acted out of love for me, not bias for me. She had nothing to gain from that situation, but sometimes the people you talk to do have something to gain in that situation. And that's when it gets a little scary and you need to make sure you know who you're talking to and why and what you're talking to them about. So take advice with a grain of salt. That was my fourth thing. And the fifth thing is pray on it. So the reason I say pray on it is because a lot of times when we're making a big life decision, we are scared, which is totally fine because being scared is a healthy response to something of the unknown. But when you are fearful of the decision, that's when you get into 
really bad territory because that is not of the Lord. Like deep rooted fear, there's fear of the Lord, but fear itself is like not something you should be having to handle. So being scared is okay, but being fearful is not. And so when you pray on it, you are weeding out everything that is fluff and you're getting to oh, I'm just scared of what's to come, but I need to do this. Or I am scared of what's to come, but I know it's not right for me. But being fearful, you cannot make a good decision when you're fearful. So pray on it. So let's just recap what we had today. I'm going to look back at my notes. You need to know why you are making the decision. Are you making it because you can decide to do it or are you making it because the decision is forced upon you? The second thing is seek wise counsel. Reach out to people that won't be biased. So counseling you through love is better than counseling you through bias. The third thing is do you feel called Do you have the deep peace of God that you should be seeking out? The fourth thing is take advice with a grain of salt. When you're really desperate and you're trying to find an answer quickly because you're just tired of being tortured on the issue, don't rush to an answer. Take advice from people you love and trust with the grain of salt And that caveat to that is if you're doing something that's beneficial, like starting a new business, starting a new fashion line, whatever, and you're asking for creative advice or just advice about it in general, um, make sure that the people you're asking um, don't have too much of a weight into what you create because creativity is a really beautiful thing that you don't want people stunting. And then the fifth thing is pray on it. Acknowledge the difference between being scared or being fearful. So plunging yourself into the unknown can actually be really exciting with the nervous excitement. But you'll know deep down in your heart if you're supposed to do it or not. So making big life decisions is not easy. I hope that this helps you. Um, I made a lot of big life decisions in my twenties, like a lot. And I think a lot of people in their young twenties make a lot of big life decisions. Um, and based off of where you live, will determine if you're making them more than not. So, um, I mean, I, I don't even want to assume anyone's life, but if you're living in podunk rural Oklahoma, you may not have to make as many decisions if you're an accountant and that's all you do. Man, honestly, I kind of wish that was my life. No lie. That sounds amazing. Um, If you're someone who lives in a really busy city, who is a creative person and is constantly trying to make hustling decisions and you don't know what's right or what's wrong, uh, you're just trying to do what's best for your life, you're probably going to make a little bit more big life decisions than others. Um, so don't feel like you're not doing it enough or doing it too much. Everyone is different. Everyone has a different story. 
So thank you so much for listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. Please follow us on the Instagram at Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. You can see everything about our podcast on the website at um, slash podcast. You can see me on my personal podcast, or sorry, my personal Instagram, which is at It's Laura Landers. Otherwise, please, please feel free to like, subscribe, ring the bell if you watch on YouTube, or just rate and review this on the podcast platforms you're listening to. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Go make those big life decisions wisely. I'm here if you need me. Peace.